0: So amid record heat waves in the Northern Hemisphere this summer, it shouldn't be any surprise that scientists have warned we have reached a grim milestone. So what is the milestone and what does it actually mean? I'm Aaron Young. Let's try to find out. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. We have seen record temperatures across Asia, North America and Europe this summer. And now we've been told that global temperatures rose one and a half degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels in July. That's the point where we've been warned for many years represents a tipping point for the climate where impacts will begin to compound. To find out what this means, let's bring in ticket correspondent Ariel Hickson, who is in Washington, D.C. What does it mean for the climate? What are scientists saying?
1: Well, I don't know about you, but uh, this past two weeks, we uh, here in the U.S. have been going through record heat waves as well as torrential weather, and it has been uh, quite difficult uh, for so many across the U.S., tornadoes all of the above, but this is something that's happening internationally as well, Um, and what scientists have argued is that this is due to global warming. Now, uh, just in July, July hit a crucial warming threshold that uh, they warned that we should stay under. That's 1.5 degrees Celsius warmer than usual. Um, And the issue here is that once we get to those high temperatures, especially in the summer, that means that we are likely to have um, volatile weather um, and this is only going to increase over time. Now, um, this is uh, quite disturbing because of the fact that so many climate change activists and scientists have warned warned against this and it's something that the international community as well as the U.S. have worked with um, to try to limit some of the fossil fuels to work with climate change um, and make sure that, that it does not happen or that we can mitigate the 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 um, the, the quickness at which this is yeah. happening because of the fact that you're really feeling the results of it as we speak.
0: Yeah. Um, and what impact do you think it could have on global climate talks? Obviously, July is the hottest month in the Northern Hemisphere, but this has gone one and a half degrees higher than normal. We do have summers where it's one and a half degrees cooler than normal uh, here in Australia. Our past few summers have been pretty um, below average temperatures. Uh, but now we're seeing these above average temperatures hit that one and a half degree threshold. As you mentioned, what impact do you think we'll see on climate talks?
1: So this could have a huge impact uh, just for uh, weather conditions um, for years to come. And I'm talking um, extreme heat, drought, flooding, wildfires, uh, and eventually food and water shortages because of the fact that we have extreme heat that's not good for certain crops, drought uh flooding that could wipe out certain food sources. And um, this is something that uh, climate uh, change or climate scientists have really been focusing on for years to come. And um, they said that 1.5 degrees Celsius really is the tipping point. So what this means is that uh, we are getting closer and closer to what is um, uh Quite a disturbing time when it comes to temperature change, and that um, individuals like yourself and I, and just uh, widespread countries, uh, need to act quickly to try to mitigate the amount of fossil fuels, all of the above that is warming the climate as we speak and leading to these conditions. Um, many individuals who uh, to question climate change um, can really see for themselves that now it's it's happening as we speak. When when you have a, a degree of a, a days or or a weeks where there are average heat um, is, is 10 is, is much higher than usual uh, weather storms weather patterns that are destructive it's not supposed to happen like that That's not typically typical now what's interesting though is that uh, when it goes to 1.5 degrees Celsius in the summer it can be devastating in terms of what we're seeing of the weather in the winter it really is a less um, influential it's more of like a mild winter that you will find and that you will see but regardless it's something that we
0: should be paying attention to. Yeah, well, it's been somewhat of a mild winter where we are in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, But what are some of the the worst impacts that we can expect in the short term? Uh, You've mentioned wildfires in the United States. We've seen bushfires uh, in places like Greece and Italy as well. It has been a really rough time for uh, so many out there. The weather has just been so volatile.
1: Oh yes and you know I an, another um area where there have been widespread wildfires is Canada and that happened um earlier this summer there were wildfires in Canada that um led to everyone uh, in the US on the northeastern hemisphere and parts of the north um I guess central north area um getting the the, those those wildfire fumes uh, coming towards them for days to the point where the air pollution levels were quite high, where uh, sensitive groups and actually what many doctors may argue, um, all groups weren't supposed to be going outside for a certain period of time because of the fact that the air pollution is so harmful and can cause respiratory illnesses, um, asthma, all of the above. And this is due to the fact that The temperature um, of the earth is increasing, which leads to wildfires, which leads to us having uh, bad air quality and bad pollution. So really, it's a cyclical event that you can even see um, from just one part of the earth. And it's something that um, uh, many individuals have been working to try to mitigate. That's what we saw from the Paris Climate Accord with the U.S. and Paris that we've seen from um, uh, COP26, uh, just global efforts to try to reduce pollution and reduce the amount of fossil fuels that we're having in the air so that we can try to slow this down. But the fact that we are at 1.5 degrees Celsius now means that um, we might not be able to turn back, but we should be able to do what we can to uh, make sure this doesn't happen again in the future.
0: It will be interesting to see next year whether it is the same. We've got this El Nino uh, situation, which has been happening as well. Um, and we talk about these global climate talks. There just always seems to be so much talk, doesn't there? And yet, despite the conversations, despite us all personally thinking we are heading in the right direction, as you mentioned, one and a half degrees still has happened.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I think from country to country, it really varies on how they can change their ways in order to mitigate uh, climate change. Uh, It's what we saw from COP26 uh, just a few years ago. China was really unwilling to work with um, meeting that agreement of trying to. by 2030, reduce their fossil fuels by a certain amount as other international communities were doing. Um, and, you know, that that really depends on the variety of factors. There's so many um, things that certain countries are, are focusing on because they want to meet certain demands and make sure they have production. But uh, is the cost worth it? I think that's one of the big questions and um, what climate change activists are really pushing for is that, the, that um, international community bonds together so that we do not have uh, the rising of temperatures by 1.5 degrees Celsius so that we do not have uh, rising heat, uh, droughts, uh, torrential weather, and eventually food shortages.
0: Yeah, it's such an interesting point. And to think that 6 billion people have been sweltering through this over the past couple of months as well. Um, Obviously, we think about not just the impact on the environment, but the impact on human beings through this as well, which we're seeing in the UK, people unable to go to work, we're seeing right through Europe as well, holidaymakers becoming trapped in these destinations and unable to get home because there are these fires which have come far too close to airports as well. I wonder, we talk about the politicians being slow to act, whether when 6 billion people are starting to really feel the impact, whether they'll act without the politicians.
1: Well, you know, I think where this all kind of comes into play is the fact that marginalized groups tend to be affected the quickest from this because they don't necessarily have the resources to evacuate or to leave or to uh, go to other locations um, once we do feel the effects of climate change, once we do feel the effects of drought, food shortages, all the above, those who have higher resources and access can leave. And that's where um, there's going to be a push for politicians to focus on those marginalized groups who will not have the access to get those resources once we feel the effects of climate change going forward. I could see this definitely being a point um, in the 2024 election um, here in the U.S. Um, It's something that the Biden administration has been very focused on, uh, working with uh, ways to mitigate fossil fuels, to focus on climate change, make climate change a priority, have a 10-year plan by 2030, um, whereas many right-leaning groups might not make that a priority going forward. But um, Um, It's definitely going to be a huge talking pack, but talking point as we move into elections.
0: Yeah, very much. Ariel, always appreciate your time. Thank you. And that is the program for now. For more, you can head to TicketNews.co. See you soon.